You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. All right, here we are. We're back. We're here. My favorite part of I think your favorite saying is, we're back. We're back. I think that's like a one be gonna become one of those staple things in the show. Yeah. Like eventually when we make merch, we'll have like a coffee cup that just says like, we're back. back. Maybe. I think that's what I'm really excited about to see where the show goes, mm-hmm. and then just like what what we're gonna have, right? If we're gonna have merch, like if we're yeah. gonna have our stickers, like what what it'll be. Guys, so far we've made a dollar and a half. That's all thanks to you guys. Lose your minds. Lose your minds. We're we professional a podcasters. Professional podcast right now. <laughs> Honestly, dude, this is my favorite part of the week. Like, I find this is like my happy place. Like, yeah. all week I think about, oh, I can't wait till I'm recording a podcast again. I know. Because I just get to sit and not think about anything for like two hours, except for like what we're going to talk about and yeah. have a conversation. And it's like, literally, no one can take me away because it's already late at night and no one can tell me I have to do anything. Come like, on. It's just my turn to like have fun and have a conversation. The workday's over. Yeah. We're here. And so, if you're a new listener and you're like, what is this show? If you missed it in the beginning, this is called Things You Don't Hear in Church. And this is basically just two guys, both 23, wanting to figure out the things of the God of the Bible and discussing them openly. The hard topics. We're, yeah, we don't want to shy away from anything that might seem too difficult to tackle. And we're not saying we have the absolute answers. We just, we really like talking about these things. So we just want to create it in a format that is, what do you call it, consumable. Yeah, we're not fans of blind faith um, on its own. Uh, we're a fan of answering those hard questions and not shying away from them. And then uh, believing in what you have evidence for. And I think there's plenty of evidence that the God of the Bible is the one true God, Yahweh. Oh, absolutely. And it's just, it's exciting. It's a good life to live. And it gets our brains moving. And I hope we, we hope it gets your guys moving too to like start questioning things that maybe you've been taught by the world around you in your community that you've never questioned before. Yeah. But... Anyways, let's get, let's get into it. Yeah, freaking, freaking great, dude. I um, it's been a very long day for me. Yeah, but it's been one of those long days that's like super productive. Um, that's good. It's like nine sixteen p.m. right now when we're recording, and I woke up at three forty in the morning. Oh my gosh, why? Well, because I procrastinate, so I have to sacrifice sleep to make up for my procrastination. Oh. So, if you guys saw, we posted a video of. A fish swimming with a soundbite from the last podcast that got edited this morning and posted. <laughs> you took that long to, to, to edit it? No. Okay. I took like 15 minutes. Okay. But then I had... I, so the school that I'm staffing, we're doing the whole Bible in six months. Oh, right, right. And it's like, I don't know, anywhere from like five to ten chapters every day, depending yeah. on like whatever the Bible plan says. Yeah. And I was like, supposed to be in Numbers 25 today, and I was in Numbers 13. Oh. And so, well, I had, like, I had to read number 13. So I just spent the rest of my morning reading before breakfast. That's cool. And worshiping. It was a good time. Do you listen to it or do you actually read it? I listen to it if I am showering or like, I try to listen to it when I work out, but I just can't focus on it. Okay. And I also don't work out. Uh. Man, that's kind of <laughs> suck to like not be able to focus to things like when you're listening. Like that's how I get well, for everything. Well, yeah. It's only when I'm working out because I'm like so focused on like I try to do the mind to muscle thing when I work out yeah. where I think about the muscles that are Contracting working and everything yeah. yeah and so I'm so focused on what my body's doing that I can't like I just have I have to say I have something in the background that I'm not paying attention to but yeah. if I listen to the podcast I think I'm gonna get my form wrong so 
Or any podcast I play, not this one. I don't listen to ourselves. Do you just listen to music then? Yeah. Um, I just listen to whatever. Usually I've been listening to Beastie Boys lately. Okay. It's very intense. I just can't always play it out loud because yeah. I want to be a good example to students. Yeah, so you're <laughs> fake. <laughs> I am fake. I'm a hypocrite, guys. No, it's fine to listen to that. I'll play Beastie Boys out loud if it's like the appropriate songs. Yeah. Like, Girls, that song is like, I don't know if you guys know Beastie Boys, but one of the songs is like, Girls, and in the morning it's girls, and, and, and it's just like, so about glorifying the girls and not God. So I was like, I'm not going to play that in front of DTS students who might yeah. think they're going to come here and find their wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, Classic. So I'll play like, I probably shouldn't play Brass Monkey. That's about alcohol, but I do. It's a good song. But anyways, how have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, yesterday I was sick with something very strange, like allergies with like a sinus infection. Like my eyes were swollen up and itchy and... I don't know, I shot a fever, it was really weird. But it was just like less than a day, like maybe an 18-hour kind of thing. Um, and I'm fine now. And yeah, today's been good. It's been kind of like what you said, like a long day. I woke up and was still a little sick, but I decided to work out anyway. So I woke up early. True. Uh, worked out, quiet time, got into the day, lecture, all that kind of stuff. And today is Thursday. I thought it was Friday all day long. <laughs> and so a little yeah. bit disappointed, but... It's still a good day. Yeah, I had a golden nugget um, earlier today. So on Thursdays, we do this thing called community meeting. And I'm talking to you listeners because Derry knows this. Yes. Because he lives here. Yes. (laughs) So we just, it's like a little, like kind of like a church service, worship service we put on in the middle of the week. It's like a mission service. Yeah, it's like a, like a mission update. Like you should go into missions for the, like exhortation, like call to missions and then a worship response. But I thought I was running slides tonight or the sound booth. And oh, so yeah. I was just like dreading it all day. I was like, dude, I've been going nonstop from like 3.40 to like now I'm like 10.30 at night. Like I just want to break. Because mm-hmm. like the the school day, like we usually have a pretty light schedule throughout the week. But Thursdays are just like nonstop all day. Dang. And I was like, oh, and now I got to rush through dinner and get to do the slides. And I was like, okay, well, it's fine. I'll do it. So I get there and I start setting things up and then someone else walks in and I'm like, you're not on today. Like you got the week off. I was like, what? Dang, nice. So I checked, checked the messages and sure enough, hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> I had it off. Nice. Your boy took a nap. Nice. Nice. I took a nap on the tin floor today. What? That's how tired I was. The wow. tin is the, uh, is one of the, our classrooms here on our campus. The biggest classroom, yeah. Yeah, it's just concrete floor. Yep. It's a nice floor though. It is. I had a shoe as a pillow. Nice. Because after doing missions work, you can fall asleep anywhere. Yeah. Where's the craziest place you fall asleep? Um, I don't know. I think, well, in Cambodia it was pretty rough, but we had mats, but it was like three guys crammed into a small room with mosquito mm-hmm. nuts. I meant like random. like Oh, the most like random, random spots? Oh, I don't know. I used to fall asleep at the factory I worked at all the time on break. <laughs> I would just put a card, piece of cardboard on the floor and fall asleep. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I don't, I don't really try to fall asleep in crazy spots. Hmm. Oh, I fell asleep pooping one time. Wow. At I work. have never done that. At work. Wow. Because, nice. well, what happened was I <laughs> I was at a grad party the night before. Okay. <laughs> so the grad party was an hour from my house on Friday night. Mm. And I had to be at work at four in the morning, Saturday morning. Oh, my God. And I was like, it's fine, bro. Like, my friend and I made a last minute decision to go. And we're like, whatever, dude, it's fine, we'll go. So we went. No, yeah, you told me this, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he drove. And then we're there, and like the girl, she's more like one of my good friends. And she's like, Ethan, Seth, are you guys coming to the to the after party? And we looked at each other, and he kind of looked at me like, I'm down, because I, I don't have anything tomorrow, but I know you got work, are you down? And I looked at him like, 
Because at this point, I was like 19. I was like, bro, I'm 19. I'm <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. I am a young person, and I have no reason to not. So I was like, yeah, we'll go there. I was like, we, I just told him, I was like, hey, man, we'll just leave at like one so we can get back by two so I can get an hour of sleep, and then I'll go to work. An hour. And he's like, it was a six-hour shift, so I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Yeah. No big deal. And also, you guys should know, I was a factory welder, like heavy equipment, like important <laughs> stuff. Life-threatening things. <laughs> yeah. You know, life- not a big deal. <laughs> not a big deal at all. So then it's like one o'clock rolls around and we're still like, and we, when I say party, I don't mean like drinking. Like it was like a dry party, but it was just a lot of us hanging out, having a good time. But I was just like, he looked at me, I was like, bro, whatever, let's just leave it to, I'll sleep when you're driving home and I'll just <laughs> go to work. So that's what we did. And then I was, I had a five hour energy. That was the only, one of the only times I had a five hour energy oh and I, it did not help. I was just dead. I felt like I was like still about to pass out, but my heart was just beating really fast. Wow. So I thought, I'm going to die. Wow. So I went to the bathroom to take a little break for 10 minutes and I just fell asleep on the toilet and I didn't know how long I was there. Nice. <laughs> so. Did anybody notice? No, there was like no one at the factory. Like on Saturdays, it's not very busy. Yeah. So it was like maybe four of us there in the whole factory. It's a huge factory. So I was mm-hmm. just like, well, I guess I'm... But I can't, like, wow. not work. I can't, like, just sleep because then my boss is going to be like, hey, why didn't you get anything done? Right. But he's also not there, so. Right. But what about you? Where's the craziest place you fell asleep? I don't know. I, I haven't fallen asleep anywhere. I think my record for, like, falling asleep is, like, 47 seconds or something like that. Fastest? Yeah. How do you time that? Someone else timed it. I don't know. You, okay. I was going to say, you can't time it. I was, in, I was in a car, and I think someone else timed me, like, falling asleep. Um, I don't know where the craziest place is. I fall asleep in, like, cars. Trains, uh, planes, hammocks, everywhere. Oh, hammock sleeping, bro. So easy. Oh my gosh. So easy. I remember on outreach, I was so tired. Like uh, in Thailand, I would just like lay in my hammock every morning and I would just justify like, I'm not sleeping. I'm like listening to worship music, but like resting my eyes. <laughs> I just like nap worship. And like, it was weird. Like, you, <laughs> know, you know, when you're listening to like music and you like try to fall asleep, you're not really sleeping, but like you, you can, you are, you're yeah. asleep. But, but you're aware. But you're aware of the music you're listening to. It's yeah. like that. I was like so tired every morning. Yeah. I would be like doing that. And it, it was honestly some of the best times. I don't know why. It just felt so good. Yeah. I um, will do that to movies. Oh, and like just fall asleep like listening to the movie. And I try to like... That's kind of one of my sleep methods is like I'll like... If, I, if I'm watching a movie when I'm falling asleep. Mm. Like I'll just close my eyes and I'll just listen to the show and try to formulate it and try to make a dream out of it. Mm. But yeah, I do that a lot. Or like sermons. I'll do those sermons like, oh, I totally know what this guy's talking about. He's totally speaking on this subject that I'm yeah. totally attuned to. And then I wake up 10 minutes later. I'm like, oh, I missed everything. I missed it. It yeah. actually happened when I was preparing for this episode. I was listening to a podcast on the subject that we're going to be talking to. And <laughs> we, talked to, we talked to subjects. What? We talked to subjects. Oh, I said talking to. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, man. It's been a long day, bro. Anyways, um, uh, where was I saying? <laughs> I was list, I was preparing for the topic, and I was listening to this podcast about what we're talking about, and I just ended up falling asleep and missed like the most important part of it. Dang. And uh, and then I woke up, and he's like, "And now do your your questions, your guys." And I was like, "Frick, man!" I missed it. I was like, "Well, I got the gist of it." I was like, "Whatever." I'm, yeah. I'm not listening to that again. That's the worst when you're listening to something that's like not necessarily for your like enjoyment but more for like you have to do it for school or something like that and right. like you fall asleep during it you're like dang it because now i gotta do this again yeah you gotta do it again well and you don't know where you left off like what you've listened to and what you haven't so you just kind of gotta guess yeah yeah it's a bad time yeah. but the guy i was listening to is actually one of my favorite speakers so it was kind of fun his name is mike winger 
Um, fun shout out to Mike Winger. We might tag you on Instagram when we post this because we want your attention because you're a genius. But he's actually one of the like one of the most kind-hearted and smartest like biblical teachers I guess I've ever come across on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people who like tear each other apart, and this guy's just like so gracious all the time, but also so firm. Like, hey, we love him, but this is absolutely not okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just I love him. Cool. Is that weird to say I love him? No. I love you, Mike. As a brother in Christ, we love you, Mike. Come on our podcast. Oh my! I want to get him to come teach in SOME. That'd be cool. He's in California. I wouldn't be allowed to get him over here. Whoa! So and if he comes and teaches in the podcast, he's I mean, oh teaches in the, in the school. He's got to do a podcast. Yeah, and he's got a podcast, so he could be like, "Hey, I was on this podcast." Whoa! And there you go. Whoa, bro! We know how to go up. That's how we're gonna Whoa. do. Whoa! We should find famous people, not famous people, well-known, respectable leaders of other religions or voices in other religions to come on our show. That'd be cool. And talk to us about why they believe what we believe. Yeah. Or what they believe. Yeah. That'd be cool. We gotta get a little bigger, but that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys want that, it's like, we need your help. We can only do so much to expand this podcast. We need you guys to share it, send it to your friends. Yep. Listen to it a lot so we can get a lot of Just views. press that refresh button. All just every day, just refresh. Download it, delete it, download it. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Leave reviews, likes, comments. As long as you're not going to be mean or be mean, I'm not going to be hurt by Whatever you want. By your feelings. Yeah. Okay. It's about 13 minutes and 45 seconds. So I think it's a good time to move on yeah. to... Let's get into our first topic. All right. Our cultural topic. Yes. Today. Wait. Warning. Possible spoilers. Oh, yeah. Ahead. Well, definitely spoilers. We're going to give spoilers. Okay. We're going to talk about the Joker movie, okay? If you haven't seen it, well, you should just It's only been ahead. a couple days. Just skip ahead. It's your fault. <laughs> just it just came out you should have no reason not to see it yeah <laughs> so spoilers I would say um, I don't know when you should skip to but maybe just cover yours and say la 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 for the next 10 we'll, minutes we'll tell you once we're done talking about it we'll jot a note down and when you can skip and then we'll say that and then we'll come back and re-edit it in there and tell you okay skip to this part if you because we're doing timestamps now so we're just going to tell you no, we're doing timestamp at the beginning. So at the beginning, we'll just say, hey, oh, skip perfect. to this point if you want to skip like the Joker talking. Okay. And stuff like that. And so just listen to the very beginning of the podcast, and that'll be when you should skip to our main topic. Yeah, so if you got here, go back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to that part. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. My goodness. We saw it a few days ago. Let's just talk about... First, before we get into the big part of what we... Because we both know where we want to yeah. go with and, it. And for everybody to know, this is not just like a movie analysis. Like, we're going deep in this, like analysis of this movie that has a lot to do with culture and stuff like that so yeah. it's not just um, uh, like we're critiquing a movie or something like that this is our like cultural topic of the day it's yeah. very important like this this movie is I think it's so incredibly revealing of the state of our culture in the world we live now so where we're going with this is like yeah like I had one of someone listen to the, the first show we did or one of the first shows and they're like they're like, I listened to your podcast. I liked it. And I had to because I listened to 20 minutes of you guys talking about movies. Okay? <laughs> this, this is not just movies. This is like real deep things that we can relate with that are portrayed in cinema. And it's like the message that's being portrayed to the world is very interesting. Yeah. There's so many different things you could take from the movie depending on like who you are, where you come from, and what you thought the movie was saying. It's crazy. Yeah. Even the director says like, I'm not telling you what the movie's about. Like, you have to just decide for yourself. And eventually I'll tell you what it's about. But, like, I'm giving you guys the freedom to decide, like, what you think about it. 
Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder, man. And we are beholding the beauty of the Joker. Yeah. So what's and your, the disturbing beauty. What's your first impression, not of like the, the deep things of the movie, but just how the movie was in general? Okay, the we'll movie... We'll get the movie review at yeah. the beginning. As a movie, and this is no way, like, I'm not saying I identify with the morals of what it's saying at all, but the way it was, like, from the cinematography, like, the way it was shot to the themes of, like, the yellow writing and the music and... Oh, uh, Yeah. And the the angles, angles they use yeah. the co- the like dark tones they used of like to like of color yeah was just the production was amazing and the acting again was amazing and the different shots you were like oh is this real life and then re- later you find out oh that actually never happened he's yeah and then it's just oh man give give me a a number out of ten oh man if you had to rate it oh man okay I don't want to be flippant and just say ten because oh you'd say ten I said, I that's why I said I don't want to be flippant and okay. just say ten. But I want to still give it the, what it deserves. I'd say it at least has to be an eight and a half. Wow. Okay. At least. Cool. Because it's just like eight and a half. One, I think it's maybe subjective because I'm a huge Batman fan and like Batman universe and like mm-hmm. DC like superhero fan. And the Joker's always been one of my favorite villains to like see on screen mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So maybe it's just my appreciation for the Joker and mm-hmm. then the ex- excellent production they did. Mm-hmm. Makes it, but it, oh man, it was so good. Yeah, um, I would say I have two different ratings, kind of. Not two different ratings. I have two different opinions of the movie. I would say, as um, someone who loves cinematography and just the cinematography of the movie, it was amazing. It was like absolutely amazing. The way they used color and angle, everything you said, acting, all amazing. Right? The way they like played it off, where you don't know what's reality. Like, this is this actually the whole thing? Reality is all made up. Like, you don't know the whole time. Right, um, I would say that was like really, really, really good. But the way I felt about the movie, like, what is the purpose of me watching this movie? Right, is it to me appreciate? Is it to me like for me to appreciate the cinematography, or is it for me to like feel a certain way or to take a message from it? Right, like, what is what am I rating this movie off of? You know what I mean? Right. So I would say, when I watched the movie, I left the movie feeling. Um, Kind of disgusting and depressed, I guess. <laughs> Conflicted. So, yeah, like, there are points in the movie where, like, this isn't even, like, an anti-hero situation. Like, this guy is just, like... It's sad. Yeah, it's sad and messed up, and, like, the morals of the movie are screwed up. And at some point in the movie, or throughout the movie, they try to get you to root for him, but also not root for him. And at the end, there's, like, this, spoiler, triumphant scene where he's, like, standing on a car, and, like, everybody's celebrating him, and he's like, I did it! And, like, the movie tries to get you to be, like celebrate his, his like victory almost because he's like they portray it as this like guy who was who had all these problems and like the world just like kept beating him down and this was his way of like fighting against the man and like yeah and they weren't necessarily justifying his killing they're still playing his killing off as bad but they still played it off as like it's triumphant in the end and in the end you excusable almost, yeah you almost wanted yeah. to be like yes he did it and like he killed people and cheer for him he killed innocent civilians and so i remember at that at that scene exactly I caught myself smiling, and I was like, he did it. And then I thought to myself, why in the world am I smiling right now? Yeah. And then I was like, wow, like, they've gotten me through all these, like, lights and all these different angles and, like, emotional appeal to this person, like, to, to root for something that I'm not morally for. You know right, what I mean? Right. I don't believe that, like, every person is just a subject to the things they've been through in life and their their decisions are just going to be based off of everything they've been through. I think everybody has free will and is absolutely responsible for everything they choose. Um, and it's not just all uh, nurture that 
like causes people to do things. I think right. it's a big part of it, but I don't think that that excuses him for like killing all the people he kills and doing all the things he does. Right. Yeah. And I think the the one. Okay. So yeah, we said spoilers. So I'm just gonna go say it. The first time he kills someone in the movie is after he's been attacked and he like has a gun for like self defense reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses it in a self defense reason. Yeah. So it's like in the court of law. Then he runs after a dude and freaking mows okay, him down. Okay, yeah, that guy. Okay, that part, that is where the court would say, okay, you messed up. He starts to like it a little bit. Yeah, he gets really weird. About, but at first, when he first pulls the trigger and everyone, like, and he, like, one guy gets shot, it's like, okay, legally you're not in, you're not in trouble right yeah. now because you were being attacked. And then he went too far and you're like, okay. Yeah. And I don't know, part, and it's weird because, like, I, for the longest time, would watch superhero movies and got so annoyed when. Like, it was just the same cliche thing, like, bad guy looks strong. Yeah. Hero can't do it. Yeah, it's the blockbuster mentality. Right, hero. Movie to everybody. Yeah, it's just a cookie cutter movie. So I like when these movies show the bad guys, like, it looks like they get ahead. Like, Infinity yeah. Wars. Like, at the end of Infinity Wars, when he snapped and actually everyone, like, half of everyone yeah. disappeared, I was actually really happy because yeah. I was like, I actually am not happy, but I'm impressed that you, you actually did this. you did this in a movie. Yeah. And then Joker comes out and takes it to the next level. I'm like, uh, you weirdly got me emotionally happy that this guy started a revolution through terrible immoral murder. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's, it's like crazy. a Rage Against the Machine esque like vibe you get where it's like mm-hmm. you're a victim of your circumstances and you're justified in however you want to lash out against whoever you perceive put you in the circumstances. And I can't morally get behind that. Yeah, I saw this meme on Instagram the other day, and it was, uh, it was like God in one box and Thanos in the other box, and it was like we all get mad at Thanos for wanting to kill half the population, and then it's like <laughs> God with like an awkward face in the corner, and it says like the flood in the background. <laughs> oh man, completely for different reasons. And oh yeah, Thanos is not justified. Just, yeah, like, yeah, Thanos isn't justified. He's yeah. just a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, but that's, that actually kind of hints to what we're going to talk about later. Well, I'm going to give my review of the movie. Do it. Fast. Movie so, review. I would say I would give it a um, a 6 out of 10. I really, really liked how it was made, but I just felt so bad at the end of it that I, I did you it. You said 6? Yeah, 6 out of 10. I, I thought it was so what? freaking good cinematography-wise. Like, cinema, yeah. But... I just felt so disgusting at the end of the movie, from, like oh, okay. what it made me feel, and towards like the characters and stuff like that, and it's just depressing in general. Like everything in the movie is like makes you feel bad. And okay, so production wise, was like would you say it's really? Oh, high production up? wise is like nine at like okay. nine point five. Out of okay, 10 but morally, like message wise, yeah, morally, and like what I took from it, and like how I felt, and how it made me feel, and stuff like that. The messages, I would just not very high. Yeah, I just don't. it's. Yeah, it's a really sad story. It's a tragic story of the, the individual who, like... Kind of tragic. Kind of not. You don't think it's tragic? I mean, it is, but at the same time, maybe he didn't go through any of it. Maybe he's just crazy. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, so... So, so the reason I don't think that, and like I said, spoilers, mm-hmm. the reason I don't think that is because at the end of the scene when he's in the insane asylum, mm-hmm. he, like, walks out of his little, ho- like, room, mm-hmm. and there's, like, blood tracks on his shoes, meaning he killed the nurse. Possibly he killed so the like this dude. Is- but it also could be signifying that it was all in his head the whole time. The producer of the movie, um, the director, he talks about how there's all these fan theories, and he said, I totally understand. And he said, I'm not going to tell you what the right answer is. He said, they're all absolutely possible. He's like, yeah. the whole movie, he could have just been in the insane asylum the whole time. And like his writings, like this could just be his diary. And like 
um, this could be the thing that inspires the next Joker. He's like, I'm not going to tell you. It could have all happened for sure. It also could, none of it could have happened. Yeah. It could have all just been like thought up by him. I love these types of movies. It's like Shutter Island. Have you seen Shutter Island? Uh, no, but I know. I know oh, what, you would ends. love I, I know. Shutter Island. I know how it ends and stuff like that. Like my friends have spoiled it for me. Well, you should read the book. Okay. It's so, it has like the same like thing of like, wait, wait, what's, what's what? Oh my God. Yeah. Or like Inception. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. And I love those movies where it's just like, you don't get an answer. Yeah. And it's like annoying, but it's purposeful. Yeah. But I think that's what drives the conversations to have, Mm -hmm. to be had. Yeah. So I think even the director saying that made the movie so much better in my mind. I was like, well, this is so much more than just like a depressing story. Like it could just be this dude's an insane person that's like been in his insane asylum the whole time, like dreaming all of this up. He's just crazy and just having all these thoughts. Um, it's there totally was, possible. There's a line I can't remember, but um, it had. It was in the very end when he's talking to that therapist lady, the doctor, and she said like your time, something about like your time here or since you've been in this hospital or something like that. Like, and people say it's inferring that he has never left. Like it, mm-hmm. he's always been there, okay. and like these are just been stories. Um, it's really interesting. I don't know. It could be a lot of different answers. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it's amazing, but I do like the production was amazing. I love the differences and possibilities, but I do think, like like we said, like it says something about our culture, right? Mm. Like this is not this is more than just a good movie. It's a, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a billboard for our culture. Yeah, it's a statement thing. a lot of ways yeah. to how people think like we are. Like the whole message of the movie is that this is just some guy that we should be rooting for because bad things have happened to him. Right? His mom yeah. had psychological disorders. And he was beaten. Yeah, and he was beaten, and like all these terrible things happened to him as a kid. So now everything that happens to him now, even though a whole bunch of bad stuff still happens to him, all of his actions are sort of justified, and you feel bad for him because of all the bad things that have happened to him. Yeah, and it's like you want him to succeed, and I think that's okay to want people who have been down in the dumps to succeed. Of course, but they make you want him to succeed in a way that goes against basic moral principle. Yeah, and it's like. And that's like the direction that we're going. It's like now we have like your truth is not my truth and truth is subjective. So then moral lines get blurred and you get people who think, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, yeah, what's going on? And then you get people on the other side who are like, that's totally not okay. And it's like, mm. I don't know. I just think it says something because like there's one scene where this cop just gets like attacked because a mistake happened. He accidentally right. pulls his trigger right. because he's in a tense situation. He pulls a trigger right. out of panic and then he gets like mauled by this, by this mob. Crowd, yeah. And it's like, Part of I think the I think the film was like part of you wants you to feel bad for the cop because like man this is just an honest mistake like what happened, but also part of you wants to be happy that the cop is getting what we perceive as what he deserves. Yeah, and that thing that happens all the time in our culture. Like we get like these cops and these shootings happen all the time now. Yeah, it's really sad. Yep, it's crazy. What do you think about the the part of the movie that most people are freaking out about about inspiring like shooters and sort of glorifying. Um, people that have had like a hard time in life into going out and like getting justice for themselves, like using yeah. uh, criminal means. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people were saying like this is just going to inspire more school shooters and stuff like that. What do you think about all that? People have been kind of raving about. Yeah, I I know a lot of people always do that. Like they do that with video games a lot. Like you're glorifying killing and murder and stuff like that. Yeah. And so um, I don't know. I don't necessarily like to do that. I don't like saying that stuff. Like I don't like saying. Oh, this person like sat on the side of the highway and shot cars because he played Grand Theft Auto. I don't think that's the case. I think he just right. 
he's just a bad person who did bad things. Yeah. But I do think it, it is like it kind of excuses it or it it numbs the mind to the badness of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it, it I guess it, yeah, it just it just numbs everyone's conscience so when it happens it's like, oh this person was bullied, this way they lashed out so we can understand. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's not it's not good. Right. Just, I no I one know. I was going to say no one is a uh, sorry. No one is excused to act out violently just because they have a bad situation happen to them. Right. I know there's no statistical correlation between um, seeing violent things or playing violent things, so movies and video games, and actually acting out in those violent ways. There's no correlation whatsoever um, to those things and violence. Um, I played video games most of my life, and I've seen lots of violent movies. I played Call of Duty today. Yeah, and I've... I've never like been violent towards anybody, really. Right. You know what I mean, but Super that's sensitive. that's just me. That's sort of a dumb example. Everyone should be like you. That's sure. What I, that's what I heard. <laughs> Statistically, besides me, that's those are the facts. But also, absolutely, media and the things we consume um, change who we are. Yeah. Right. And what we do. Um, they don't make us do the things we do, but they absolutely shape our perception. Well, they, yeah, they right? influence us. You know, like we're allowing that into our life, and when we see it, we're saying like. I'm going to let you have an impact on the way I perceive the world and change my thinking. Yeah. So do you think in a way this movie, say, you're someone that's been beaten down your whole life, you're abused as a kid, everybody hates you at school, mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Do you think seeing this movie would be like giving you a justification for acting out in that way towards like the people around you? To you, say you don't believe in God or anything like right, that. Right, right, right. You just want to get back at society and like you see this movie and it sort of glorifies that kind of behavior. Do you think that would, for you, set you off or do anything like that? I don't know if it would set me off, but I would. Pro- if I'm in that situation, situation, I would probably look at it as like that's the dream right there. Yeah. Like I'd see that and I'd be like, I don't know how that would happen, but that's the dream. Because I'm also a pretty practical person, so I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't want to go to jail or be stuck inside an insane asylum the whole yeah. my whole life. So I'd see that and I'd be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd probably just keep my head down, but I would wish that type of stuff would happen, right? Yeah. That'd be like it would definitely make me harbor bitterness towards society yeah i absolutely think it could set somebody off um but at the same time i don't think that means the movie shouldn't be made right sense so i do think that there are definite things in the movie that could set someone off but that's the case with every movie like we Mm -hmm. can't cater every single movie to well then you get all superhero movies yeah because every movie you're going to make is going to set some off in, in some way. And like you can't justify people's actions right. based off of the kind of media you produce. Movies don't need to be politically correct. That's like this whole idea we have like in our culture. That's a whole other thing, right? Like Everything has to be quote-unquote politically correct right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, dude, just say what you need to say. And why don't you as an individual stop being offended about everything? Yeah. How about that? Be a lot more happy if you stop yeah. being offended. It must suck to live in a life where you're always offended. <laughs> yeah. Like, frick, dude. Man, I had um, one of the most impactful sayings that was ever said to me. Um, I was jokingly being mean to a friend, like being super sarcastic and just mm-hmm. like giving my friend a hard time. And then, well, this guy I met, he's from Australia, he looked at me, he's like, must be a bummer to always have that bad attitude, huh? <laughs> and it was just like totally was joking, but I thought to myself, man, for people who like actually have like, uh, like bitterness and like resentment all the time, like I think that's a good saying to them to say like, hey, man, you're, it must suck to always have that perspective of, the world's a bad place. Because yeah. it's not. And it's all perspective, right? Like, everything is perspective. Yeah. Well, the world is a bad place. but The world's a bad place, but it's also... Your attitude doesn't have to be bad right. the whole time. Like, the world's a bad place, meaning humans. But I'm talking about, like, life in general. Yeah. If you're an American, 
your life's pretty good. Yeah. You know, like you can go walk in the, you can go walk in the mountains, you know, like we live in Hawaii. I can go like, I can go in nature and like just recognize like, man, life's not all bad. Yeah. Even if you're not American, like, do you realize you are made higher than angels? Like angels are pretty crazy beings. And like the way they're displayed in the Bible is pretty awe inspiring, but we were created in the image of God. And that's something that no other created being has had. Like we're, we're pretty stoked. And you know, Hebrews, we're pretty big. Hebrews says that angels are just ministering spirits sent for the service of us. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. They're like our butlers. Like we can't take advantage of them like that. But like they're like their their purpose. So our purpose as humans is to exist in a loving relationship with God and take dominion of the world. And that's not a like colonization type like take dominion. It's just like a hey, let's spread Christianity and love to the people like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Right? But then the angels are like, their whole job and their whole purpose is, hey, let's help them. Yeah. Like, they're like our backup in a way. Yeah. It's they insane. a spiritual battle. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Very cool. Anything else you want to talk about, about the Joker movie? Um, you should about. go see it. The climax of the movie, I, I really thought he was going to kill himself. I really did. I really did too. I was like, man, they're going to do this and it's going to be like a one show. I was kind of upset because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to make another, or not show, but I was like, I don't know how they're going to make another movie if they kill it. And then yeah. he didn't. He did something else. I won't spoil that part for you, but it was really good. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Storyline wise. Um, I think when he was in like the the room before he went on stage, I thought he was going to kill himself. But when he went on stage, I was like, he's not going to do it. Oh. Like he's gonna do something else. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know if he was gonna who he was gonna kill or if he was gonna kill anybody or what was gonna happen. But uh, I knew he wasn't going to. I knew he was gonna change and like make some kind of speech or do something like that. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It was a very interesting movie. I would say it's worth watching. It is rated R, so viewer discretion. There definitely is some language. There's some. They say some. They they do cusses. Yeah, they do some cuss. They do some swear. Yeah, they like have, we did last episode. They have at least one swear. <laughs> Maybe more than, than one. They have slightly more than one swear. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I have a story about last episode. So I, the day we post our episode, right, Saturday or Friday night, um, on Saturday I checked to see how many views we have on our podcast app, and I was like, okay, we got some views, and I looked at it, and I was like, why is this marked explicit? <laughs> I was like, I was like, all we said was like one suggestible thing. Like we, we said, said two. We said D and A, and we're not gonna say because I don't have another explicit. <laughs> so I was like, "Whoa!" Like we didn't say anything wrong, and they they like listened to our episode and marked it wrong, and then and I thought to myself, I was "Like, wait, that's crazy. Nobody listened. Like, no one from this app listened to our episode and marked it like wrong." I was like, "They must have some really really good like software that's running through right. and scanning all the words, right. and they just like caught it and marked it explicit." I was like, "That's some really good software." And then also, why the heck would you mark it explicit for just one? stupid word that's not even considered bad to most people. And I was like, that's so dumb. And then and then I messaged you, I was like, dude, our podcast got marked explicit. And you're like, no dude, I marked it explicit. And I, I was love like, how you amped up that whole story. Yeah, I marked it explicit, because we don't know if people are going to listen with our kids, so I just want them to know like, hey, this says some cusses. I thought you did it as a joke. I was like, that's kind of like a bait to people for like cussing. Well, yeah, I also wanted to be kind of edgy, like, oh, look, we're Christians and we cuss. Wow. Take that, homeschoolers. Yeah. That's you. I was also, I'm a homeschooler light. I was homeschooled until fourth grade. Yeah. I think, I think uh, one thing someone said to me was they like how we're super like conservative on some things and just super liberal right. on other things like we're we're not reformed but like we have some more conservative theology than right. most people i would say 
Yeah. Um, most people in like mainstream Christianity, at least. Yeah. Um, and we're not afraid to like say what we think, but on like some topics, we're super like not like, right. Like it's just like like I I like um yeah we're definitely not reformed in like the super traditionalist thinking where it's like everything has to be how it always was. Yeah. But we're definitely like, hey, the core beliefs, you got to get these right, bro. Yeah. Like, you need to be preaching the gospel every day. And if you're not, I don't know what's going on. Or, like, if you say you're a Christian and your lifestyle doesn't look like Jesus, Mm -hmm. then you're probably, I'm not going to say you're not a Christian, but the Bible says if you love me, obey my commandments. That's Jesus. So if you say you love him, but you're not obeying, we're going to have that type of question. That's like a more conservative view I think we hold. Yeah. But then when it comes to swearing, we're just like, honestly, who cares, bro? Yeah. If you're a Christian or you call yourself a Christian and you never have any sort of communication with God, do you have a relationship with him? Right. Uh, show me a relationship you have in this life where you don't have any communication with that person. And I would say that's not a relationship, you know? Yeah. If you have a relationship with someone, that means you have communication with them. And um, that goes both ways. And it's, and it's growing and it's progressing, right? Yeah. And yeah. And I think it was some of the liberal topics, at least on my side, I don't know about you. Like, well, I know about some of them, but like drinking and cussing and smoking, Drugs. tobacco, yeah, not marijuana, tobacco smoking tobacco i'm very like i don't care yeah i really could care less like the bible doesn't want you to be addicted to it i don't think you should do i don't think it's wise it's not healthy like you shouldn't smoke cigarettes because it's smoke it's entering your lungs not good it's not healthy at all and it's a high possibility of being addicted oh yeah you shouldn't drink like super often like maybe once a week twice a week is fine but if you're going to the bar every night and you're just like for whatever reason, it's like, okay, that's a little bit concerning. Yeah. But then also the coffee thing gets me like, oh, shoot, now, like, how do I feel about coffee? Yeah. Like, I had four cups today because yeah. I, I was about to make one before this episode. But <laughs> We can have that discussion later. That's yeah. a good pot, podcast topic. Derry loves to talk about how coffee addicts are sinners. Yep. <laughs> We're all going to burn. They are sinners. We're sinners. <laughs> good news. Everyone is. I'm also a sinner, though, because I'm a sugar addict, so... That's true. I'm trying. That was um, when I talked to one of my students last or earlier this year. They were like, smoking tobacco is a sin. And I was like, no, it's not. And they're like, yes, it is. And I was like, no, it's not. And like, Ethan, it is. And I was like, show me. And they're like, but you're show in the Bible. Pick up the Bible verse <laughs> right now. Like, pick okay. up your Bible app and get all the definitions. <laughs> type in. Type in. Type in tobacco. Smoking is a sin. Or tobacco. <laughs> type in it's tobacco. not in there, is it? <laughs> Oh, sorry for our listeners' ears. Okay, so we actually, we have a guest on this show that we refer to when we need to ask him if, if about our opinions. His name yeah. is Bob. Okay. Yeah. So, Bob, is there any evidence in the Bible that smoking tobacco is a sin? Go ahead, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Wow. Thank you, Bob. Amazing. That was some great evidence. Amazing, Bob. That was awesome. You see, Thank you, Bob. There is none. Yep, there's no evidence. There's no evidence. <laughs> but then they, they got so mad at me. They're like, yes, it is. I was like, no, it's not. They're like, but you can't be addicted to things. I was like, you can smoke tobacco and not be addicted. You just got to be super wise about it. It's yeah. very hard, but yeah. it's possible. Yeah. And also, I was like, you're Cigars. addicted to sugar. And they're like, no, I'm not. I was like, yes, you are. I was like, you have simple sugars in bread. You have sugar in the chips you're eating right now. You have sugar in the gummy wor- or the gummy bears you're about to eat. And I just like started going off, and they're like, oh, dang. And I was like, so if you really want to tell someone to stop smoking, I don't smoke myself, but like, if you want to tell someone to stop smoking, then stop eating sugar. Yeah. So it's there you go, funny. dairy. Don't tell me to stop drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's bad. I'm just saying what I also do is hey, bad. Hey, you're bad, but it's okay. So am I. 
I'm also bad. We should stop being bad instead of just we saying both it's okay being you're bad because I'm also bad. It's like that Bible verse that says they basically it says they think they're okay because they judge themselves. They compare themselves by themselves yeah, yeah, and yeah. therefore they think they're better than each, each other or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, Misquoting verses that we don't know where they are. There, I, can, I can't look it up. No, it's okay. My, I'm just kidding. I found this new thing on my phone. I didn't know this existed until recently. Everyone who has an iPhone should do this. I think maybe Androids can do them. Do it too, but they're inferior. So um, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, such an in, like a false statement. I'm not even gonna. I just wanted to get say that because I knew you were an Android lover. Um, yeah. Anyways, I can turn off pretty much every app on my phone at a certain time. So I started doing that, except for like the Bible app, YouTube, and like Facebook Messenger, mm-hmm. or like yeah, and then my calculator app because I had to use it. But like from nine a or nine p.m. to seven a.m., everything shuts down. And I can just like be off my phone. Nice. And it's so good. Like I've been like sleeping better. I've been having better dreams. That's awesome. I've actually been dreaming. I don't usually dream, but like not going on my phone before I go to sleep. I've seen crazy improvements just this last week. Wow. Like I've had really weirdly vivid dreams. Cool. That was a really weird silence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's time to get it into is. our main topic. Dun, dun, dun. We should have like a little, a little noise. A little noise. Maybe we'll insert something right now. Ba-ding! Alright, hopefully there was a noise, maybe there's not. Okay, our topic of the day. We're starting part one segment. Part one. This is a two-part segment. Today, where we're going to be talking about contradictions. This week, today, we're talking about contradictions in God, the character of God, surrounding God, things God says, stuff like that, right? Mm. Next week, we're going to be covering contradictions in the Word of God. So or perceived. Yeah, perceived contradictions. So uh, verses that seem to co- uh, collide with each other that don't make sense, right? Yeah. Um, things God said and then different things that happened, stuff like that that are just confusing to people, right? Things that you would go – okay, this is going to be a bad joke. I don't think all pastors are bad. But things you would take to your pastor and they would look at you and say, just have faith. Yeah, And then exactly. shun you. Yep. And then – Say shame on you for getting mad. This is why we exist. Yep. We we have pastors that follow us, so we love you guys. Yeah, you guys are awesome. You Please would, you let would us, never say something like that. No, you wouldn't. We love. I you. think it's gonna be really weird one day if I ever like get to speak at a church and I get to talk about this and I'll say, yeah, I have a podcast. You should go listen to it. It's called Things You Don't Hear in Church. It's weird because <laughs> I'm in a church, I'm in a church. <laughs> and I'm talking to you, and you're hearing it in church. <laughs> Anyways, let's okay. get let's get into this. Let's get into it. So, so oh wow, oh wow, whoa, whoa, <laughs> stop! That was like that's amazing. That's that's a good sign of friendship, right there, guys. Yeah. So yeah, we wanted to discuss this because we think well, we, we know it's a huge issue, right? Like a lot of people have a lot of confusions about the God of the Bible. Certain verses that look concerning, saying like, "Hey, God said He's gonna do this, and then this happened," or like, "How can God be this and this?" And we'll get into all that. But man, like, they're good questions. So yeah. if, you've, if you've asked those questions yep. and you've been like, I don't know, I don't want to say shamed, but if you felt like people have like been like slightly judgmental towards you for asking these questions, yeah. don't feel that way, man. Like that is a, these are valid questions to yep. have that really need to, you need to take time and sit down and like hash through and you should try to reconcile them. Like this is not something you should just ignore and sweep under the rug. Mm -hmm. You should not be afraid to look at these hard questions and say, I'm going to figure it out. People always make other people feel weak, especially in church for doubting. And I don't think there's any biblical evidence to support that um, just doubting in itself is, is wrong in any way. I think 
when you doubt, if you stay in that place of doubting and being a doubter, then that is incorrect. That is wrong. And that's something you should move out of. But I think it's totally fine to have a question and then not stay in that place, but, but move out of it and trying to find the answer for that question. And when you find the answer for it, you no longer doubt, right? Because it's inevitable. We're human beings. We're going to have questions we don't know the answer to. Right. And it's our job to find out the answers. Right. Right. And it's, if anyone tells you, oh, just have faith, it's, it's that's a, it's a disingenuous and a lazy answer because they probably had the same question that they didn't reconcile. And so they might be scared to go there. So they want you to be scared to go there. So you guys yeah. can feel safe. Which is the time bomb for them falling away. Yes. These are essential questions to ask in your discipleship to Jesus and growing spiritually. Like yeah. these are very necessary. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So we have a lot to talk about. We're trying to, we're not going to cover everything, but we're covering six different um, main questions I think people maybe ask. Maybe this could be like a, maybe more than a part, two part series. Maybe. We'll see how far we get today. Yeah. And then we can, we can go into yeah, it. Yeah, about 45 but, minutes. Yeah. So the first one in God's character is one we kind of talked about in our first podcast about um, the problem of evil. But it's how can God hate people and also love them? Deep, deep talk it, topic. We could talk about this for a whole podcast just in itself. Um, what do you think? God, he hates, but he also loves. Here's my answer. Because. Because. That's that's it. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because why should I faith? Be? You're gonna just volley this up to me first off. I can I can go. I mean I'll I'll do it. Whatever. But I can go. No, dude, I got it. No, bro, you you asked the question. I'll I can go. No, okay. I'm gonna take it now. Okay. I think maybe maybe I'll go. You know what? No, actually, no, I I'm gonna you, serve you. you. Should, I'm gonna I serve you. you I'm gonna be a servant leader and let you Look, go. I, don't don't yeah. take the gift that God wants to give me in heaven away from me. You should go. You first. know what? Who am I deny a gift? I'll take it. Okay, I'll take it. So much. So okay, can you ask the question again? Okay. God in the Bible. Yes. Yahweh. Is described as love. Yes. yes. Right? Completely love. First John? Uh, yeah. Lots of different places. Um, classic John 3.16, right? For God to love the world. Everybody knows that verse. Yes. Right? So it says God is love. Not that God like created love or says what love is, but that God is love. Yeah. Right? Everything love is comes from God. Right. But there are also many verses, uh, mostly in uh, Proverbs and Psalms, um, where it says that God hates. And yeah. I think 18 different times it says that God hates specifically certain people, right. sinners, right? right, for different reasons. Um, so how is it possible that God is fully love, he is love, but that he can also hate at the same time? And especially hate people, the, like the main thing the Bible says that he loves. Right. So, like, how can humanity be the one thing God created and, like, wants to pour out his whole being of love on, but also mm. simultaneously, like, like, pro, like Psalms, I know, says, like, God hates the evildoer and those who mm. do wicked, right? Yeah. And I would say you can't... We might disagree on this topic, by the way. Okay, that's fair. Um, you can't have, like, you can't really love something if you don't hate other things, Right. Like, I can't love good if I don't hate evil. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. So, like, yeah. That's a pretty common thing. Like, like to love justice <clears throat> is to hate injustice, right? Like, I hate okay. the fact that people mm -hmm. are sold into sex slavery. Mm -hmm. And I love justice. I want them to yeah. feel justice. But I think God <clears throat> is justified in his loving humanity, but also hating the evildoers. And, like, that 
I, we're not parents, but I'm assuming if you're a parent, you have this certain love for a kid that you can't ever like lose, mm-hmm. for instance. And if that person like murders someone, you're mm-hmm. really disappointed. And you're like, man, like, I hate that you did. I hate what you did. I hate who you've become. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you, my son, but I hate what you've become. You know, you've become this murderer, this, this criminal, this person who's just doing all these evil things. And I can't say I, I love you, but I, I love you because you're my son, but I hate the person you're becoming. And I think God loves us in the fact that he sees us as what we were supposed to be. He doesn't, he sees a sinner as a sinner, but he also sees like, man, I created humanity for the purpose of being this and I've hate what they've become. Mm. And it's, in, it's our rebellion that's become that, but it's also sin that, that has infected us, you know? And I think God, when it says God hates the evildoer, it's, it's a result of our sin. Does that make sense? It's like yeah. he hates who we've become, but he loves who he created us to be. And he want, mm-hmm. and his, his love exceeds his hate, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So would you agree that God doesn't just, this is a classic thing that people always say, that God uh, loves um, the sinner but hates the sin, right? It's something people always say, like a classic-like term. Would you agree with that? Or would you say God hates the sinner as well as he hates the sin? Or can you separate those two things? Uh, well, I've, I would say, like last year, I would have been like, yeah, totally. But I think earlier this year, I was confronted with a verse where it said the Bible says, like, specifically that like, God hates the sinner mm-hmm. or those who do evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I saw that and I was like, oh, man, I don't know how to really – I've never seen that before. Yeah. But, like, God has to, you know, like – like God, like he simultaneously, like, and that's the thing. We can't understand God completely because he's infinite. You know, mm-hmm. we're finite fallen human beings, which means like we're created and we're imperfect trying to understand a uncreated or an uncreated and perfect being. Mm-hmm. And for us to say, oh, we totally know it. It's, it's just, it's foolish to say that we can ever totally understand God. And so it's a very hard question. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, but we have to understand like God is God. And God is love because God said that, you yeah. know, God is constant. We are, we shift and we change, but yeah. God is constant. So if God says, I am this, he's forever that. So if yeah. God says, I am love, he's forever that. And if there's anything outside of God's will, then he has to hate it. Yeah. And so if humans step outside God's will, he has to, in a way, hate that human. But I think mm-hmm. it's a different type of hate than we understand the word hate. Cause I think, we look at hate as like wish for, I don't, I don't know. I haven't done a lot of research on this, but like maybe we hear hate and we think of something different than what the Bible means of hate. I'm trying to find a scripture so I can look at the original word to see what it really yeah. means. So I would think this is an important, an important distinction to make. Um, when we talk about God hating um, and God loving, um, my mind just went absolutely blank. What was I trying to say? Um, I do not know. We talk about God hating and God hate. You have a scripture open. Yeah, yeah. That's something else I was going to talk about later. Um, yeah, 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 Here we go. I think it's an important distinction to make is can you separate a sin from a sinner, right? Is it that my sin has now become like what defines me or can I separate that, right? right. So, for instance, I think it's, it's really good to think about it this way. If I could separate my sin from myself – 
then there would be no reason for God to judge human beings, right? right? He could just judge the sin and send the sin to hell like forever, right? And send the devil and all of his angels and all, all sin and evil to hell. And he wouldn't have to send sinners to hell, right? There's yeah. something about us sinning that brings something upon us that we now need to be punished. Something has now become a part of us because yeah. of what we have done, yeah. right? So we have now become sinners, so it has become a part of us. So now we must be punished for what we have done. Even if you may say the sin was outside of me, God loves me, but I have become something that is not a part of him. And so because I've become something that is not a part of him, I have literally entered death, which is separation from God. Yeah. Right? It's the whole gospel, which is why I now have to be separated from him, and I now have wrath upon me because I've done something. I am a sinner now, mm -hmm. right? Which is why I think it makes sense that God... In, in all the verses in Psalms and Proverbs says that he hates sinners, right? Because he hates the things that they become, just like he said. Yeah. But he absolutely still loves them because they're his children, his creation, right? Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the verse I had open, uh, John three sixteen, classic huh. God loves everybody verse, right? So it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Right? Amen. That's the New King James Version, not the one that I was going to read. Um, but just quoting. And people never read to the end of that chapter. Nope. And just, at the very end, that, that's just, all about God's love. They just stop right? there? Actually, I'm going to read you a little. Actually, I'll quote a little further. So, right, it's for God sure. um, so the world. They gave his only begotten son. They whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God does not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world will be saved through him. Right? So people always point to that verse saying, look, God didn't like send his son to condemn the world. Like, God doesn't condemn us. Like, yeah. he came to save us, right? Yeah. Um, totally true. Jesus doesn't. Um, but at the end, in verse 36, same exact chapter, but mm -hmm. instead of 16, we're at verse 36, 20 yeah. chapters later, or 20 verses later. It says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. Yeah. Right? So there's an, an obvious and clear distinction that if we do not accept Jesus Christ, we still have wrath on us because we are still sinners. Right. Right? Right. So I think that's the point and, important distinction. Yeah, and as you were saying that, there's another part where Jesus says, like, those who reject them condemn themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he's like, like, I'm not here to, like, condemn the world, but to save the world. And it's like, those who don't believe in me have condemned themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that uh, people always say, like, if God's good, how can he send people to hell? It's like, well, he doesn't. You mm -hmm. send, like, people send themselves to hell. Yeah. You know, and that's important to recognize because... Like I said, when we talk about the problem, we've always mentioned how like it's easy to sympathize with the cancer per se, like sympathize with humanity and, and fallen nature, mm. and sympathize with evil. But you have to recognize like humans aren't good. We yeah. don't we don't deserve yeah. life, and so because God is love, He has to hate evil. Yeah. And humanity is in rebellion to God, as the Bible teaches. Yeah. So therefore, by just process of following it out and being like true to what the truth is. God has to hate humanity who's not in Christ. Yeah. But it's like having this enemy, but desiring peace. For, I look at it like a war, right? Like, mm -hmm. like we're enemies of God, but God, desi God doesn't want to destroy us. He will because we're evil, and he has to stop evil if he's fully good. Yeah. But he wants peace with us. So he's, he's offering a peace treaty, and if we reject it, then he's going to end evil, which would be end yeah. to end us. Yeah. And the which peace is, treaty is Jesus. Which is him fulfilling his perfect love that he has, right? Right. The Bible says that by our nature... Right? By our, our nature, everything we are, our absolute nature, we're evil. Yeah. Right? I think it's Romans 3. Right? Yeah. We have, like, literally evil in our nature. We have a sin nature. Right? We're not just, like, good humans that, did, like, 
we deserve to go to heaven, right? Right. Like nobody is good. We have a sinful nature. I think an important distinction to make though, when we're talking about God hating sinners, God doesn't hate you and me. We're sinners, but we're saved by grace. So God sees us washed white as snow. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like if you're a Christian, the Bible says you're a new creation. Yeah. So you're not like you sin, but your identity is not rooted in sin anymore. It's rooted in Christ because you're a new creation. Right. God doesn't see you uh, with like with stains of sin anymore. Right. Jesus took that on the cross. Yes. But I think an important distinction to make is one: Christians aren't hated by God. Right. We have absolutely no reason to think God hates us or feel that way towards us or hear the enemy's lies in our heads that God is like condemning us in any way. Which right. humans here or like the devil loves to tell us all the time. Oh right? yeah. He's like, how can you go to God? You're unworthy. And like, yeah, that's something that keeps people from God so often. Like mm-hmm. people feel that way. And they're like, oh, I can't go to God. I'm so bad. Yeah. I think a very, very, very important distinction to make though, is that yes, God hates sinners, but he absolutely loves them with everything he is too. Yeah. So I think this is what's so beautiful about the gospel is that we were literally enemies of Christ by nature, sinners, yeah. right? And in our sin, when God hated us, he had grace on us and sent his son to die for us. We killed him when he came to die for us. And now because of his death and resurrection on the cross, we get to have life. That's how much God loved us, right? Mm-hmm. If that, that itself should make you never doubt how much God loves you, that, that while he hated you because of what you had done, what you had become, he died for you and he sent his son right? Yeah. It's so, a, and that like should stop in your tracks instead of like shaking your fist saying, and maybe you're not shaking your fist. Maybe you're just really confused, but some yeah. people shake their fists and like, God, if you're good, how can you also be like hating me? And it's like, no, don't you understand? Like, yeah, he hates what you're doing, but he sent his son to die for you. Yeah, like, that's how much he loves. Like he loves you yeah. with a tremendous love that cannot be rivaled by anything. Mm-hmm. You and can he doesn't just for. love you because he sees you're going to choose to be with him, right? He loves you even though you'll never choose to be with him. Yeah. A lot of people point to uh, Barabbas, and there's no sign that Barabbas ever like gave his life to Jesus, right? But right. in a way, Jesus still fully gave his life for Barabbas' freedom, right? The yeah. crowd released Barabbas and took Jesus, right? So in a way, it's like a semblance of the cross where Jesus gave up his own life to take a position of this guy that should have died and instead mm-hmm. who was worthy of dying, right? We were worthy of dying, but Jesus was innocent and he died for us. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a scripture. I can't remember where it is, but it says, it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yep. And we were like enemies of God. And it's like, man, like, man, God, like, that's insane to think about, right? Like, yeah. uh, there's a rapper, Andy Minio, you should go check him out. In mm-hmm. one of his songs, he says, when have you ever heard of the story of the hero dying for the villain? Yeah. Right? And that's us. Like, like, the, like we're the villain. We're the enemy of God. We hate God naturally without Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we rebel against him. And he's like, yo, I'm going to, like, I, I, I will, like, make a way where I can, one, like, punish sin because I have to because I'm just. Yeah. But keep you alive for the purpose that you have received salvation, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's a quote that says something like, the wisdom of God made it so that the justice of God could not be compromised but still achieve the love of God. Yeah. Which is like talking about salvation, how we deserve death, but we don't receive it mm-hmm. because Jesus took our spot. Yeah. And that's insane, right? Like Jesus did nothing wrong. Yeah. And he took the hate of God on himself mm-hmm. for you and me and for you who are a listener. For the purpose that instead of being an enemy of God, you could come and be reconciled back to God and have peace with God. Like, think about that. Like, he just read a verse that says, the wrath of God abides on you if you're not following Jesus. Yeah. But God has made a way through Jesus that you can have peace with God. Yep. That's insane. John three thirty six. Like, 
just I just want like I don't know if you're a listener like you're you're not following Jesus. Just think about that. You right now are under the wrath of God, and that is not a good thing. That's no. a terrifying thing. But He absolutely loves you. But there's a, yeah, He loves you, and and He had like He wants peace with you. He He offers peace through the man Jesus Christ, and and that fact that He died on the cross and rose again. And if you believe that, and you and you follow that mm-hmm. out for the rest of your life, and just obey Jesus, like. You're good, but man, like you can have peace with. That's the thing I've been thinking about a lot. Like we can have peace with God. Mm-hmm. That's so That's worth everything. Yeah. So let's move on to the next topic. Unless you have anything else to say about this one, let's go. Cool. I think we covered that pretty fast. If you guys have any questions later, please uh, don't be afraid to DM us. Um, it, we totally are fine if you disagree with us and you want to explain why. We will not be confrontational. We just want to know like what your opinion is. This is what we see in scripture. We'd like to know what you think as well. Yeah. Okay. The next one I think we can cover fairly quickly because um, we already talked about wrath a little bit. But it is, if God is fully love, then why does God have wrath? What is God's wrath if he's love? You want to take this one first? Sure. Um, so I think you can't have God's love. We already talked about it. Like yeah. you can't have God's love without his wrath, right? His wrath is just an expression of his love. I would say wrath is love. Like mm-hmm. God's wrath is his love being administered to his people, right? Yeah. If God didn't have wrath, he wouldn't be loving. All good. God, right, let's, let's talk about his characteristics for a second, right? Mm-hmm. God's love. He's jealous. He's justice, right? He's absolutely just. Um, and he has... Wrath. Yeah. He has a lot of other characters. He's also so merciful. Those, That's yeah. another thing. Like in his wrath, he's infinitely wrathful towards sin, but he's also infinitely merciful. Yeah. So well. those are just some of his characteristics. But because God is love, right? He has to punish what's evil. Absolutely. Right? Which is his justice, right? And so his justice is applied through his wrath. So God's wrath is justice being applied, and he has justice because he's love. Yeah. Right, so love is just or wrath is just love being played out, right? So everything that is wrath, and to define wrath, wrath is God coming against everything that's not good, right? So wrath is love coming against evil. It's all that God is coming against everything that He's not, yeah. right? So it's it's everything that's evil, and that comes from like the understanding that everything about God, like the idea of being God, like I said earlier, is that you are. You, it's constant. He he sets a standard. Mm-hmm. So we don't get to take our subjective view of what we deem as good and make God abide by it. God sets a standard for good by nature of being the creator. Yeah. And so anything outside of that is by definition bad. Mm-hmm. So that's all I wanted yeah. to clarify. Pretty easily explained. I think that one's pretty, pretty yeah. straightforward. That's, there, there we go. Yeah. Wrath is just God's love being played out. And his wrath looks like... Literally, separation from him, death, if that's what we choose. But and if we want to not be under that wrath, he gives us a free will to choose him. Yeah, and the, the crazy thing is, like, even when God says, okay, like, even, like, in being separated from God, in a way, that's still God's goodness because he's giving the person what they want. Yeah. For their whole life, they have rejected Christ, and they said, God, I don't want you. I don't want your testimony. I don't want Jesus. I don't want forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I want to do this thing by myself. And at the end of their life, God basically says, fine, you want, you don't want me? You don't have to have me, but yeah. there you go. Yep. And he just, whatever that looks like, like the person, like even that's still good of God to give the person what they want, even if it's not him. Yeah. Like C.S. Lewis always says, uh, he thinks hell's doors are locked from the inside. Like not from the outside, like oh. you can't get out. But like, hey man, if you don't want to be with God, you don't have to. Right. He's giving you your own free will. Hey, if you don't want to, 
I'm not gonna force you to be with me. That's how I love is. Right. I love you. I want what like like what you want. Go for it. Like you get to have this eternity separated from me if that's what you want. You know, if you don't want to be with me, I'm not gonna force you to. Right. But I warn you um, that I'm everything that's good. And if you want to send like spend eternity away from me, if that's what you choose, it's everything that's bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's complete separation from me. It's death. And that's just like there's a lot of theology about hell that is confusing. But maybe we'll do a conversation, a topic on that. Yeah. Or we show on that. Will. Yeah, that, we should do that. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, but like, however you view hell, like, just you have to know it's separation from God, yeah. and God is everything good. Think of everything good you've ever had in your life, man. Like, like, like the best burger you've ever had. That's mm-hmm. a, a very small example, but like, like the sunrise and the sunset, the breeze when it's like you're, it's on a hot day, and like everything good and perfect in this world, and you don't have that for eternity, and you're aware of it. Hmm. That's terrifying. Yeah, and that's not to scare you into salvation. That's just to tell you the reality. Yeah. So let's go to our third topic out of six, where we're going to be talking about God's jealousy. So in the Bible, I God clearly says, "I love this topic." Clearly, clearly says that jealousy. Is a sin. Yes. Right? Yep. But then also it's said in the Bible that God is jealous for us. So doesn't yep. that mean God's sinning if jealousy is a sin? Yep. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, God. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I love this topic because this is one of the first things like in my own personal study when I realized, wait a second. I You can't no, do that. No one's ever talked to me about this. This is confusing. <laughs> so like that's what I, like. I took to Google to figure out what jealousy meant. Yeah. <laughs> but also, but because uh, I was like, it says like, like you can't be envious, you can't be jealous, you can't be this. But then the Bible says like, I am a jealous God, and I was like, this is like red flag came up. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like I have this preconceived idea that the Bible is perfect, but they're saying seemingly different things. I gotta figure this out. Yeah, and this is when I really like started recognizing. There's things that I have not been told in church that I should be knowing about. Yeah. But this is one of them. I love this topic, right? Okay. So how I... I don't know what you believe about it. We haven't talked about it. So this is going to be the... Mm-hmm. We could... I think we'll agree, but I think we... Yeah, we probably will agree. Yeah. Anyways. So the definition of jealousy is to want something that originally was yours that was taken from you. Hmm. That's the... I mean, that's like a... Uh, like a simple way i guess you can understand it mm-hmm. you can look that up if you really want to be sure what kind of jealousy sure. are you talking about just whatever webster's dictionary says jealousy is google it will define jealousy i have caps lock on <laughs> <laughs> just yelling at my computer right now they already knows dude yeah the state of feeling of being jealous okay thanks that told us nothing okay you're freaking is that oxford that was no, I don't know. Okay, jealous. jealous. Feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievements and advantage. Mm, that's good. Okay. That's good. Okay. That's that's the kind of jealousy that is talked about in... Um, He's like, this is good. This is great. Wait, stop the show. <laughs> in Galatians 5.20, that's the kind of jealousy that God's talking about. That's what the word literally means in uh, the Greek. Okay. It means envy, right? Yeah. To envy something. Yeah. Um, this great. also says feeling or showing suspicion of someone's unfaithfulness in a relationship, mm-hmm. okay. fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions. So this is where I was coming from. Yeah. Right. So fiercely protective. That's fiercely that's perfect. Protective. That's the exact right. word that's used. Yeah. So fiercely protective or vigilant of one's rights or possessions. Mm-hmm. The reason I believe humans can't be jealous and God can is because we are gods. 
not like we are gods, like we are, uh, we are God. Mm-hmm. We're God's possessive, like yeah, yeah. God, God possesses, possesses us. us yeah. He created us. Like you don't, like your life is not your own. Whether you're a Christian mm-hmm. or not, you are created. And therefore, if you're created, you are owned. You're either owned by sin right now or you're owned by God. And God owns you, right? Yeah. That's fact. God owns everything in the world. It's God's. He created it. It's his. He has all rights to it. Like if you made an apple pie, I can't come in and just eat your apple pie because you made it. It's yours. Bro, don't force your truth on me. I can do whatever I want. You know what, dude? Whatever. Bob, what do you think about that? Is he right? Wow. You're not. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Dang it. <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, anyways. So we're, we belong to God. Like everything belongs to God. So the fact that we are God's possession and he has his he has rights to us mm-hmm. and we're not his right now because we've whored ourselves out to sin that's yeah. a strong word but like we we've sold ourselves to sin right like so in a way sin has stolen us from god i guess you could say and so god is fiercely protective or vigilant of mm-hmm. us because we're his possessions mm-hmm. and i think the reasons humans can't do that is because we don't actually own anything like that's how I look at everything I own is not mine; it's borrowed. Like the clothing on my back uh-huh. is just a evidence of God's mercy. I don't deserve it. The computer that we're making this on, I don't own. This is just like God just gave this to me for a time. Like I read this book called The Treasure Principle, which sounds like a prosperity gospel book. It's not. It just talks about the reality that like what you have is just because God's allowed you to have it for this mm-hmm. time. And if God doesn't want you to have it, He can take it from you. Mm-hmm. And like that changed my whole perspective. And I was like, oh my gosh, like. I don't have a right to anything in my life because God has given it. If God wants to take it, that's completely in his realm and scope to do so. Mm -hmm. So I would say the reason humans can't be jealous is because we're thinking that we're entitled to things if we're jealous. Mm -hmm. And God is entitled to us, so he can be jealous. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with you. That's fine. Um, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, But real quick, let's talk about... Um, God's jealousy, like you just talked about, but there's an example in uh, Exodus uh, 25 where it talks about how the children of Israel have started to worship idols, right? Yeah. And uh, God is talking to them like, hey, like, y'all, like, you're mine, right? And you're uh-huh. worshiping these idols, and what are you doing, right? And it says that God is jealous for them, right? Okay. Um, Definitely. What verse is that? Uh, Exodus 25. Do you know what verse or no? Just the whole thing? Five. Oh, 25. 20. Oh, I was in chapter. Yeah. Okay. So, we, the church, are Christ's bride, right? And Christ is jealous. God is jealous for us because mm-hmm. we are his bride, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I would say that's why God gets jealous for us because we're his possession, right? Just like you yeah. said. Um, the only thing I think about is, like, couldn't I be also jealous for, like, if I had kids or, like, my wife or something like that? Like, wouldn't that still be, like, a proper jealousy, or do you not think so? Um, I think it depends on the context. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you can, like, in the human sense, like, your wife has made a commitment to you, mm-hmm. and so... And we're one flesh now. Yeah, like, you're one, so she has, like, given herself to you, and you've given yourself to her, and I don't want to say you're entitled entitled in the way that, like... She has to do everything you say and vice versa. But like you're one flesh. So if she goes and cheats on you, I think that's okay to be jealous because Mm -hmm. that is a like marriage is a picture. I'm not envious, but I'm being protective. Right. You're being you're being like vigilant or fiercely protective. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that sense would be okay. 
I was thinking more materialistic. Type. Yeah, 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 I totally agree with you when you're talking about like materialistic. Like, I can't be jealous for someone else's stuff. It's mm-hmm. called envy, right? Yeah, which is like the definition of that version of, of. Uh, but yeah, I've heard jealousy. it said that like it's okay for like, like if we have if we had like wives or kids, we would be jealous for them, and that would not be mm-hmm. a sinful jealousy. Yeah, it's definitely interesting to talk about. I definitely see the the point that you're coming across with. Um, I think you just have to research it a little more. That's just what, off the top of my head, yeah. I think about because that's the parallel that's given in the Bible between uh, a bride and groom, and I was thinking mm. about that for us too. Um, definitely possible that we as humans can distort it, and that could also be playing off insecurities and envy and stuff like that, which could be sin. Um, but yeah, I think it's very situational. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. You want to move on, or you want to say anything more about that? Uh, we can move on. Cool. God can be jealous. And there's two different kinds of jealousy that are obviously displayed in the Bible. Two different words are used. One means to envy and one is to protect, right? God mm-hmm. talking about he protects Israel when he's jealous of them. Yeah. When he commands us not to um, be jealous, he also mentions envy. Right? Yeah. So, cool. Moving on. Another one very similar where God talks about, hey, it's in the commandments. Like, you shouldn't kill anybody, but God kills all the time. Well... It would be in the commandment if it said not to kill anyone. It doesn't. It says on what version you read. If you read the King James Version, it says don't kill. The King James Version? Yeah. They New also have but, but New on, King James or King James? Uh, I think New King James. But hold on. Okay. You're totally right. The word, when translated correctly, means murder, not kill. Okay. What is the Ten Commandments? Is that Exodus? Oh, it's Exodus 20. Um, we're here. You shall not murder, it says in New King James. They all sing NIV. I'm not sure. Go to I mean, King James. King's James. King's, King's James. King's Jamesies. That has a lot of things that are... Oh, yeah, so then thou shalt not kill in King's James. Okay, King James. But, okay, King's, King James version has so many wrong things about it. That's okay. Let's not lie Like, you right can't... <laughs> <about it. laughs> so, anyways, we can look at this word. Um, okay, so let's talk about it. Like, why, why does God, like get to kill if he commands and says like killing is a sin or murder is a sin right right good question tell me i Why? well because when it says murder the original word and this is gonna just make us sound so smart but we're really just looking on google yeah. it says uh rotska scott oh yeah it Hebrew? says uh-huh yeah, it says a primitive root properly to dash in pieces, that is, to kill a human being, especially to murder, put to death, um, as an Avenger Slayer. Hmm. I would say this has um, definitely more of a connotation of having anger. Hmm. And this is, you can see this when Jesus talks about it. He says, hmm. if you have anger in your heart towards your brother, you murder them in your hmm. heart. And so it's about, like, the Bible says that the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Yeah. So if in our anger we kill and it's not achieving the righteousness of God, it's falling short of God's perfection. And therefore it's sin because we're killing or taking life and murdering and passing judgment on that person, taking the place of God because we think we know best and mm-hmm. saying, like, I think it, I think it, what it does is saying, like, I'm God, I'm the judge, and I'm, I'm deeming you as unworthy of living when really it's like, no, you're both unworthy of living. It's called mercy. you know. So you don't get to murder someone because of anything because you deserve death just as much as they do. Mm-hmm. And if God decides to be merciful to both of you, then who are you to say otherwise? Yeah. The yeah. definition of murder that um, that I was reading in the Blue Letter Bible app um, when I was talking about the, the definition of that exact word 
there in uh, Exodus is to intentionally kill someone without cause was what intentionally intentionally kill somebody without a cause and so I don't think God is even capable of murdering someone because he obviously kills tons of people in the Bible right yeah Um, right so yeah I don't think it's possible for God to kill someone without having the right to do that right he's a creator and all have fallen short so no matter what God has the right to kill anybody he wants to yes right so that's so interesting. I never, I never re- realized that it was like, it had that connotation like, like they define murder as killing without cause to intentionally kill. Without yeah, intentionally, cause. like I'm going to do this on purpose. Right. That's so good. God commands humans all the time in the Bible to also kill people, right? And there's well, lots of times only up until the New Testament. Like in the New Testament, we're not instructed to kill people, and the reason that he said, to I think it's debatable. You think that. God told people Do you to think kill it's people the fine time. to use self-defense still and kill someone in self-defense? I, well, I don't know. In the New Testament, it literally commands people to sell their shirts and buy a sword. Yeah, I know. But that you can also sell, you can defend yourself without killing them. What if you can't? What if someone is like literally going to kill your wife and kids and you have to shoot them to stop them? I think, well, you can shoot, you can put them down, you can like kill them. You can shoot them in the ribs. But they keep going. Yeah, if the situation calls for it and you have to do it, that should be the very last resort. I've asked this question, like I asked myself, like I was asking myself this question for months on end one time because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna do in the situation because yeah, I, it's crazy. Because like personally for me, I don't see myself as as someone worthy or like has the right to take someone's life. So mm-hmm. even if they're doing, I don't know what would happen, but like I would try my absolute best just to shoot them to the point where they're. Not doing what they're doing, but they're not dead. And yeah, me too. Them. Totally. And I just, I can't see my, like, that's why I'm not ever going to become a politician mm-hmm. because then I have to make laws regarding people's lives or mm-hmm. like in the army because I can't see myself doing that. And I yeah. know there's different situations, but my own personal conviction is I don't ever see myself as someone who has the right to inflict that type of judgment on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's different reasons why God tells people to murder nations and leave none alive mm-hmm. women children animals and right. i think i there's different i think it's because he was everything back then in the old testament was like the nation whoever the nation was in charge the world look at as, it's a big topic let's get into it later okay i was gonna say we can yeah we can, go, re- we can go really deep we're not necessarily covering that right now um we're necessarily talking about like the difference between killing and murdering and can god do that what does he command us to do we can go into that a lot. And that's an amazing, very, very interesting topic that we'll yeah. talk about later. Um, but I think we can conclude that God can't murder, but he absolutely is given the will to earth the, the freedom to kill. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And he gives humans that command in the Bible as well to kill, but not to murder, right? Murdering is a sin. Ten yeah. commandments. Don't murder people. Yep, it's not nice. It hurts their feelings. Please and stop. everyone else around them. Yeah, well, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Most times, Hitler. people... Uh, well, he murdered... Oh, we just said don't murder Hitler. Like, we're just saying we murdered Hitler and most people are, like, happy. No, we killed Hitler. We had we had cause. We had, yeah. We intentionally killed him for with cause. With cause. Yeah, with cause. We, we did not murder, we so killed not murdering, we killed him. He murdered. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he murdered. Well, he kind of had a cause. He murdered. Yeah. He didn't have a just cause. No, yeah, not a just cause, but he had a cause. <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's, let's <laughs> You on. argue on behalf of Hitler? Let's move on. <laughs> okay, so, second... <laughs> Second to last topic. Bro, he had a cause. It was just war. 
<laughs> it wasn't a good cause. Just he definitely had a cause. Hitler, bro. No, I'm just saying he definitely had a cause for what he's doing. He wasn't in, like, he wasn't like. He's not. Joker. He's not justified, <laughs> but he's definitely like had a cause. He freaking yeah. hated Jews. That was his cause. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He thought he was the master race, so he had a cause. It wasn't a good one. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right, second to last, second to last seeming contradiction we're going to talk about right. is God changing his mind? Question mark? Can he do that? What do you think? In, oh, in Exodus 32, yeah. it talks about how um, God changes his mind for Moses, right? Yeah. So Moses comes off the mountain. All the people worship an idols, like usual. Classic Israel. Israel. Classic Israel. Dang it. And so... God's like, that's it. I'm going to destroy him. And Moses intercedes on their behalf and says, no, like have mercy, right? And God, the Bible says God changed his mind for Moses and had mercy yeah. on the children of Israel, yeah. right? It said he changed his mind. There's also another example um, where God says that he regretted Ooh. making King Saul in Samuel, in 1 Samuel 15, 11. Um, Saul king? What? You said he regretted making King Saul. Do you mean he regretted making Saul king? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Saul king. Yeah. He's like, why did I create this? Yeah. So those those are both like seeming like... Well, he also laments and he says, the Bible says that God repents for making humanity. Yeah, it's Like crazy. when he floods the earth, he's like, it says he repented for what he did. Yeah. So these are seemingly like human characteristics that God is doing, like things that would be bound by time. Like God shouldn't be able to change his mind if he's sovereign, right? Right. He shouldn't be able to feel remorseful for something if he's if he's sovereign and can see everything coming, right? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, this is awkward. I'm yawning. <laughs> oh. Okay. We're not going to edit that out. Nope. This is real and raw. Yep. Um, I think that part of it, this is not the final answer, but I would say a part of it is God's intention in that whole thing was not to... Like change, like God didn't like Moses didn't talk to God and think, and then God's like, oh yeah, why did I not think of that? Yeah, he's like, wow, you're a smart, <laughs> like, you're a genius. Yeah, you know, like there's parts like it, God being God is like the essence of God is that you know everything, mm-hmm. and then he affirms that in Job where he's like, he rebukes Job and he's like, okay, you tell me then, and I will listen. You yeah. instruct me. He's like yeah. being so very sarcastic with him. You're the one who created the universe, right? You created the yeah. stars and all. He just like puts them in his place. Yeah, I think at the very least. It's for the reader to understand that God has a personality mm-hmm. and can be talked to. I agree. That's not part of it. So I don't know if I, that's not my final answer, mm-hmm. but that is like what I would say. Initially, I'd say, oh my God, like I would see that, like, wow, like you can talk to God. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't take that and say, well, God, you should change your mind about this and this and this and this. But it's just to recognize that God has a personality and I think he desires to interact with humanity. Yeah, I agree. I would say we see things from a very finite perspective yeah when god's obviously sees things from an infinite perspective right he is eternal and he sees everything he has all knowledge and he's everywhere right omniscient omnipresent and so whenever god communicates in the bible he's communicating to humans to put in human perspective right yes. and so i think when god's saying at least to moses here he's saying god's saying that he changes his mind isn't actually god changing his mind because he can't right it's impossible it's God communicating to Moses, hey, like, what you did made an impact on the future, right? 
Yeah. The, the, literally, like, the whole message of the Bible. Like, God says all the time, Jesus says that he's the vine, we're the branches, and he wants us to produce fruit through the nutrients we get from him, from abiding in him. Yeah. Right? So God on this earth has us doing work for him. Right? He doesn't need us to do that. He absolutely can do it by himself. Right. right? But he wants us to be in relationship with him. So here Moses is interceding. He's being that branch of God. He's connected to the vine, mm-hmm. and he's producing a fruit. Right? Yeah. He's interceding, standing in the gap for the children of Israel. God says he's going to do this. And now Moses is standing in the gap saying, God, please have mercy on them. And God's yeah. saying, because of what you did, I will relent and have mercy on them. Right? Because God wants us to be a part of his plans, not just mm-hmm. like robots. Seeming, yeah, robots, yeah. bystanders. Right? Yeah. And so because of what Moses did in interceding, God had mercy on them. It's not that God, like, that wasn't his plan all along, and now oh, you're a genius. I'm changing my mind. Yeah. Right? He's showing well, he Moses. Good, I did he's, a good job making you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I did a good job. <laughs> he's like, hey, like I'm showing you in the human terms that you understand that I'm changing direction. Not necessarily changing direction. Like for you, it looks like it's changing direction, right? Yeah. I had this in plan the whole time. Like, yeah. I always knew this was going to happen, right? Yeah. But he's not going to tell Moses, like, I always knew you would pray that prayer and intercede on their behalf, so I'm not going to do it just like I always was going to do it, right? right? He says, I'll change my mind because of what you've done and shows that he has an impact now. Yeah. So that's what I would say my answer is. Right. And then as far as, like, the repenting for creating Saul as king or mm-hmm. humanity. Regretting it, yeah. I think it's more just, like, like, I think as far as making Saul king, mm-hmm. like, he... He, I don't, he, God never, the first thing, like, you have to realize, God never wanted Israel to have a king. Like, yeah. he wanted to be their king. So I think he was just, like, like we said with hell, right? Like, people say, God, I don't want you, I don't want you, I don't want you. He's like, finally, you don't have to have me. And he lets yeah. them be separated from him. It was like, God's like, hey, Israel, I'm going to be your king. You're going to be separate than these other nations around you. And you're going to be an example to them because I am going to lead you as your king. Mm-hmm. And they said, no, God, we don't want that. We want our own king. We want to be like the other nations. Will you give us a king? And so then God said, fine, you want a king? I'll make you, I'll give you a king. And he talks about how the king will not, like he tells him like, hey, you're going to get a king, but it's not going to work out. Yeah. And it's going to fail. Yeah. And this is what you want. Yep. And so I think he gives it to them. And then when it says he like regrets it, he's like, I wish they wouldn't choose that. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, God's like, not like. Like, why did I do that? That was such a mistake. I should have just not done that. He's just like, man, if they would only get it, if they would only see me as God and, like, trust me. Mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely fine for God to show what we think are human emotions, right? God's a giver of emotion, right? If he is love, and not that love is, like, only an emotion, right? But God is the one who created us with emotions. So he's communicating to human beings, right? And Mm -hmm. I would say God has emotions. He's, He's communicating to us, like, hey, like, this makes him very sad. That yeah. this thing happened, right? This is not his plan or his intent, but he's giving us what we want. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It makes him sad when like people choose to be eternally separated from him. Yeah. You know, that like that breaks his heart. Yeah. He has emotion. I think that's just communicating and, to humans his emotion. Yeah, and that's something that's like really I think foundational or and it's a big thing in Christianity that we have on other religions is that our God has emotion as yeah. opposed to the like God of Islam, which is just like He's going to do what he wants and you can't do anything about it. And he just seems like, from my understanding of, of Islam, I could be wrong, but he seems kind of just like, you better do it. Yeah. Um, and then Buddhism and Hinduism are kind of just very out there. So mm-hmm. their gods, I wouldn't assume, have emotion. So it's like, the fact that the Christian god has emotion, like that's a good thing. Yeah. And then, 
you said something about the next topic that we're going to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have time to do that. Yeah, we can do it later. <laughs> um, we can do a whole show on that yeah. topic. Um, we were going to discuss the Trinity. La Trinity. If you don't know what La Trinity is, it's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. How there's three persons, individual, wrapped in one that the Bible calls... Well, the Bible doesn't say Trinity, but it gives the idea of Trinity. Yeah. And the Godhead, and like God is three in one, and how can it be three in one? How can it be God the Father simultaneously three and one. as... What's that? I said three and one. Oh, yeah, you hate one, that one word. Yeah. <laughs> three and one. No, just kidding. Three and one. <laughs> it's <laughs> and, dude. It's freaking and. Um, so, three and one. According to Martin Luther. Sure, dude's pretty smart. He's the father of the Reformation. <laughs> um, so it's like, how can God the Father be up in heaven while God the Son, Jesus, is on earth, while God the Holy Spirit is descending from heaven to earth onto Jesus? Yeah, it's crazy. It gets real complicated. We're not talking about it right now. Guess what? We're not going to talk about that. You'll have to tune in for a later episode. <laughs> also, we're about at the hour and a half mark as it is. Yeah. And so because the Trinity is such a big topic and we want to give it the proper show it deserves and the proper time it deserves to discuss all the ins and outs and definitely not come to a set answer. Yes. <laughs> um, so, it's time for jokes. It's time for jokes. Time for some jokes. But yeah, before we get to the jokes, I just want to say, guys... Whatever your thoughts are regarding everything we said, please message us about it. We yeah. love to talk about it. Yep. And if you're way smarter than us and you're like a seminary degree and you know Hebrew and Greek and you're like, actually, you guys are super wrong, please come on the show and share yes. with us. Please. We love to learn. We're we love to grow. We definitely live... not uh, scholars. Infallible. Yeah. We're, we're fallible. We're very fallible. And we're just, you know, we're, we're learners. You know, that's I think all of us are on this journey of learning the truth and we just want to learn and grow more. Yeah. But yeah, with that, let's go to the jokes. jokes. Derry, what you got for us this right. week? I got my joke. I'm ready. Are you reading? Is that that's not the one you read before? No, nope. This is a completely new joke. Sick. I have not told you this joke before. Oh, the joy. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, this is my joke. I will admit, it's funnier than the last ones that I've read. Get ready, but it's not that funny. Okay. Okay, it's longer. <laughs> I hope you're excited. Oh, I'm pumped. Okay. Two guys are walking through a game park, and they come across a lion that has not eaten for days. The lion starts chasing the two men. They run as fast as they can, and one of the guys starts getting tired and decides to say a prayer. Please turn this lion into a Christian lord. He looks to see if the lion is still chasing, and he sees the lion is on his knees, happy to see his prayer was answered. He turns around and heads towards the lion. As he comes closer to the lion, he hears it saying a prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this food that I'm about <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. I appreciate it's that one. It's not I like the story. It's delightful. Yeah. Okay. Mine. I should just start telling you who my source is. This joke is from the same student. That gave me two other jokes of the five shows now that we've been on. So I'm going to use it. It's because when we do public speaking, she starts all her presentations with jokes. And they're always hilarious. Oh, and I just think, man, I'm taking these. <laughs> and I can't help so me. shout out to you, student. You know who you are. And I'm not going to tell you that you got a shout out. I'm just going to let you find out. Because you listen to the show. Why don't you say her name? Because 
I don't want anyone knowing who I get my jokes from. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> then they'll be like, you joke stealer, you stole these jokes from me? Actually, I could give credit where credit's due. I just don't know how I feel about saying my friends' names publicly on, so, on a podcast. Okay. Because I don't know if they want it out there. Okay. That's actually the real reason. Nice. Anyways, how do you make holy water? Let me think about it. Hold on. I don't know how. You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> I knew that. How did I not think about that? I don't know. When my student said it, she said, you boil the devil out of it. And oh, I looked okay. at her. I was like, it's hell. You say hell. Say the word hell. The point of the joke is that it's not a swear word. <laughs> you can swear and be edgy without it actually being a swear word. Yeah. And she's like, I didn't want to say it. I That's was exactly like, something she would do. I was like, oh my gosh. That's so Just funny. commit. <laughs> But thank you, my great student, for your great jokes. Yes, um, you're and great. thank you, listeners, for listening, sticking around for this hour and thirty minutes. We're very appreciative. We really like, honestly, guys. You have no idea how much it means to us that you guys actually listen to our show. Yep. And sometimes you message us and say you guys are so funny, and it makes me want to cry because. Yeah. I am just so happy to be creating content that you guys find valuable. And we hope that we can always create content that you guys find valuable. Yeah, and it's so fun. It's so much fun. I feel like we have like a big family. You know, like, yeah. like you guys are like cousins that live far away. We don't talk about talk to all the time. But we're like, I feel weirdly like connected, yeah, I when guess. When my friends tell me that they like, they laughed out loud at the things that like we talked about, I was like... Was it really that funny? Like, are, we, are we funny? <laughs> what? That's good. Oh my gosh, dream come true. It's great. We're really excited. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, also, if you want to support us because we are trying to get the show going. Yeah, we're trying to start video. We want video. On YouTube. We want mics. We're excited. We want friction arms. It's a word for a mic stand, basically. Okay, cool. And we want to have it so like we look super fresh. We want cool lighting. We want like a cool backdrop for the show. We want to like, like you know, like pimp my ride. We want this for the show, bro. Like, yeah. But we, we want, want it, we want stickers. We want to do it all with like support. Oh, that'd be so much fun to sell stickers. Yeah. So what we're I think what we're gonna do with just the the little bit of money we've gotten so far. Once we get a few shows we're in, we're going to the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> once we've gotten a little bit in and we get a little bit of money, um, probably over like the next ten shows or so, we're gonna try to like. Make a cool design and print out some stickers. Oh, we have a super cool design coming yeah, for you guys. Super cool design. We're stoked. It's coming out. We're excited. Our contacts. She messaged me today. She said, "I promise I'm work. I'm finishing the final touches tomorrow." Nice. And she apologized for taking so long, but she's awesome. Yeah, we love you. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. I never met you, but we love you. We love she's you. like one of the best friends. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. We Woo! could we could stay here forever just to express gratitude. But yeah, you guys mean a lot to us. We care about you a lot. We pray that this blesses you. And yeah, um, have a blessed Saturday and weekend and whole week. We'll catch you on the gram. Adios amigos. See you guys.